Before we start the episode, I just want to apologize. You may or may not hear this buzzing sound in the background. I tried to cut it out as much as I could in editing, but it's just my loud-ass refrigerator, and I had the mic kind of facing it today as I was recording a different spot in the area, but whatever, whatever. Yak them down. Let's get the show started. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, Let's go, episode 10. It's a Yakum Down podcast. I'm your host, Yizzle. Yakum Down. Thank you. Welcome. Here we are, episode 10. Big milestone. We made it. Feel me? Everyone, give yourself a round of applause for, um, you know, traveling with me on this journey. You know what I mean? It's time to pod, though. Let's get right into it. We were going to have a milestone special episode, but then this week a lot of things happened, and I felt like, hey, man, let's just go on the platform and air it out. So that's what we're going to do today. Air out a little dirty laundry, if you, um, you know what I mean? So... Before we get started, I want to say this episode, and like every other episode, is brought to you by yakumdown.com. That's where we're going to have the merch. Um, you can go on there right now and get my boy. You can get a paper cap, the paperback copy of my boy's book, DeAndre Fryson. 21 Gems and Jewels That Equal Perfect Tools. Uh, the Gems and Jewels That Equal Perfect Tools. The Value of 21. Great book. Great motivational tool. Um, if you're like... You know, if you're just a younger, you know, the younger generation, it's made for the younger generations, the youngsters, the kids, you know. It's uh, it's uh, designed to help motivate you, give you a couple tools and steps you need to take for if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you're not sure what you want to do in your life. Also, it gives you encouragement if you've ever been through, you know, just the ups and downs. And when you're on your downs, it gives you encouragement to, just to know that the ups are there. And when you're on the ups, you got to take advantage and take opportunity seriously, Right. So shout out to DeAndre, my boy, um, been my boy since day one. Appreciate you. You can also get an ebook copy, and if you want to, you can go to Amazon. Uh, but the paperback edition, and soon the hardback ed- edition will be on uh, yakumdown.com. We're also going to have some flavin as merch coming up. I'm going to have some shirts, some sweaters. I think we're going to do some water bottles, everything. I'm just putting my logo on everything we're designing some, um, you know, some cutting-edge apparel, action-packed, so stay tuned for that. I got a new short story coming. Like, we're going to start doing one every week, just dropping it. Uh, audio books, we come, we're working on them this week, so hopefully by the third week of February, I have an update about we're dropping those. I know people have been waiting for the audio books. As of I kind of been, like, holding back, I know I should have got into it earlier, but I kind of want to, you know, you got to chop down and, you know, dice it up and, you know, see what ingredients you got and what you can work with when you do these type of new ventures. You can't just dive in them head first, even though that's like how I do it. You know, I had to, you know, fall back a little bit. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, I shot it last week. We already talked about um, my girl's going to come out with her line soon. So just hold tight for that. Other than that, yeah, man. Enjoy it. Episode 10. We're going to get right into it. Did I ever mention that I think Drake is... The Bruce Springsteen of hip-hop, right? Like, the guy that's going to have the huge hits, you know, maybe 
you know, the world loves him for what he does. And, you know, I mean, like, it ain't nothing, you can't knock the sounds, can you? Can't knock the tunes. But, you know, some people in the background, the real artists, the deep hip-hop heads, they might not feel it. They might not feel the same way. So that's my comparison to Drake. I don't know why I brought that up off top. But, you know what I mean? Shout out to Drake. The album's coming, hopefully. You know, it's always a good year when you got a Drake album. You know what I mean? People start doing dances. Even though I'm kind of like, yo, we've kind of played out this uh, challenge, internet challenges, TikTok challenges. The dances is cool. That's something that, you know, the kids need. You know what I mean? To interact with one another, especially right now. But, like, these dumb challenges you guys be doing, like, we need something more creative. Let's 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 up the ante. You know what I mean? Let's let's up the bar. You know, let's set the bar a little higher than it is right now with these challenges. I'm not feeling them. And if you think about it, challenges got to be at least a decade old, right? But anyways, fuck all that. So we got some dirty laundry to air out. I don't know if we're gonna go right into it. Or should we talk a little bit about new music? Because I know once I start going, I might not stop. Let's do the music first, y'all. Oh, before we do the music, actually, I wanted to mention EA's bringing back um, college football. For, I believe for PS5. That might be nasty, you know what I mean? But I was thinking, is it? are we going to be able to have the players' names on the jerseys? Are we going to pay the players now, especially with California where... They were passing that legislation where, you know, all, you know, collegiate athletes had to have some sort of, you know what I mean, um, <clears throat> payment, you know, some, something like that, right? So, I don't know. But I remember the last game was 2014. Uh, I believe Michigan Wolverine, Denard Robinson was on the cover. I, I love, for some reason, I like the NCAA Football better than I like Madden. For some reason, I like to play college a little bit better. Me and my bro, Tone, we used to go at it head-to-head, especially in 2014. Like the last joint, we used to go head-to-head all day. We'd spend all Saturday just, you know what I mean? Shout out to Tone. Um, Yeah, man. So that's going to be interesting. I really want to see the college players play, especially paid. You know what I mean? They They should receive some type of compensation you know what I mean for something so this is a perfect way to do it with a video game uh you know I mean the royalties aren't going to be huge but at least bust them down or you know maybe there should be some sort of like uh way that you um uh some type of pay scale they make you know what I mean and I don't know exactly how they do that maybe they can do it based on uh like grade point average and um performance on the field or performance in whatever arena I don't know I can't work it out I'm not the one to work it out but I think they should be paid especially for the video game you know what I mean because I'm tired of playing you know what I mean with no names I like to at least and that's a good way to learn you know what I mean coming up before they get into the league who they are and another way for them to get recognition you know what I mean so moving on from that uh music uh, Freddie Gibbs put some out with 211. That was funny. You know, I was thinking because uh, they were both like Jeezy's artists, weren't they? I believe 211 was one of Jeezy's artists or was he Games artist? One of the two, huh? But it was just funny to see them two. Um, similar paths, different outcomes almost. Freddie Gibbs, like, nominated for Grammys right now. He's on top of his game. Uh, 211. 
you know, never really broke broke that breaking point to go, you know, all the way mainstream like Freddie Gibbs, obviously. But, you know, to see them two work together, that's cool, man. A little reminiscent of the times, the early 2000s and whatnot. You know what I mean? 2006, 2007 type of stuff. Uh, yeah, I like that. What else did we have? Oh, weekend. We just watched Tom Brady win his seventh ring. I didn't even say nothing. I know I said fuck Tom Brady, but it's really amazing that he has more rings than all of the NFL franchises have. Like, no franchise has more rings than Tom Brady. Man, that is not the biggest fuck you to your ex-employer to go and be like, hey, look, I'm going to go get some more money over here in sunny Florida. I'm going to win another ring the same year. They all doubted me. You know, I had no, I, I, I didn't think, I don't know how he does it. Seven rings, man. He's been to the Super Bowl, what, like 10 times now? Nine times? Silly. Um, silly, bro. Time over there. You know, slick time. You know what I mean? He's like Elvis, man, you know? Well, not like Elvis. Elvis was a pedophile. But Tom, you know what I mean? Got his girl at the games. Hussy fussy. You know what I mean? Just legendary. I, I don't... I'm a Joe Montana guy, you know, but there's no arguing when somebody wins seven rings and at the age that he's at. There's no arguing. That's some GOAT stuff right there. You got to give it to him. Furry coat, flashy coat. Um, You know, looking like the GOAT. So, yeah, shout out to Tom Brady and all of... uh. There was... I mean... Uh, the Chiefs were missing their tackles, but that's no excuse. It's the Super Bowl. You guys are supposed to go 120. And you didn't look 120 on that one. So, shout out to Tom Brady. Now, I said we was going to do music. But we're going to not do too much music. Fuck the music. Let's get right into it, man. Episode 10. <clears throat> so, I woke up earlier this week, on, and I don't like to get on Facebook. Every time I get on Facebook, I feel like Facebook doesn't bring me nothing. But little stank-ass booty hoes, you know what I mean? Some stupid-ass opinions. You go in the basketball group, it ain't nothing but LeBron versus Jordan. That's all, all day long, LeBron versus Jordan. Grown men making 17-page arguments about LeBron versus Jordan. You know, and then you got the... Uh, I just hate Facebook, bro. It ain't nothing. It's always something negative, man. It's always something negative, some sleazy, cheesy jokes. You know, nothing to really grasp on that you want to be like, yeah, I feel fulfilled. I feel like I feel good. The energy is good here. Facebook is fucking terrible, dog. It's like riding through, like, the worst the worst streets in, like, South Philly, them tiny-ass streets with the fucking brownstone shotgun, whatever you want to call it, houses. There's rats running everywhere. That's how I feel like Facebook is, man. Facebook is the fucking slums. Like, they call Twitter the hood. But Twitter, you know what I mean? Twitter's more like a clean, you know, it's Twitter, you know what I mean? Twitter's like, you can filter all that shit out, man. It's every, you know, Twitter's like global, you know. You, you hop on at different places and there's just, you know what I mean, different things on the menu, you know. But Facebook is fucking terrible, dog. And if you like one thing, they throw 100 at you, you know. Like one Jordan argument, you're going to have a thousand for the rest of your life every day. 
I hate for but anyways. So I get on the Facebook and I made this I made this post. Yeah, so I made this post. Uh fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision. You know? Just you know, in the morning trying to hit you with something, you know, make you think. You know, think twice. Every thought counts. And you know, I get I, you know, I comment. I don't really do too much on Facebook, like I said. It's like, why would I even drive down the street? I got, you know, let's go to Park Ave. So I get off Facebook, make the post, get off Facebook. A couple hours later, you know, I don't I don't have my notifications turned on for my social medias because I don't like it to distract me. It's not something I don't want to pick up my phone and be like, ooh. You know what I mean? So I tend to, it's just something I'm trying to train my brain in thinking I don't really need these things. I'm going to use them as a tool to try to monetize my products and my content. But other than that, I don't need it. I, I can get a hold of my, the, my, my, my loved ones. Alarm went off 15 minutes deep. So my loved ones, I can get a hold of them. I don't need, you know what I mean? I don't need the social medias to see what they're up to. I know what they're up to. I'm linked up, you know what I mean? So I don't need that. But I go back to check, you know, get on Facebook, do my like my afternoon, you know, scroll up the feed. And, you know, I notice I got a few notifications. You know, I go on there, some people, you know, responding to the things I posted. Then I get this one guy, you know. And uh, this one guy... He's, uh, he's talking about some shit I did maybe 20 years ago. And he's like, oh, you, uh, you know what I mean? What about back then when you did this and this? And first of all, I shouldn't even have responded, right? So I'm like, yo, that was 20 years ago. I'm talking about right now. This is who I am right now. This is what I'm trying to do right now. You know what I mean? And I, I think, I believe, you know, Let's pull this. I think I, I think I should pull this one up. Let's pull it up real quick. No, no. Let's back up. I made this post on January seventeenth of two thousand twenty-one. This suckerfish, ham and jelly suckerfish, decides two weeks later or a week and a half later, he's gonna get onto my post and say, "So you hit a white boy for what reason? I was there and he did nothing." Time out. I don't know what the, what he's talking about at all. There's no no context, no detail into the story. I'm assuming that I haven't seen this guy for 20 years. This had to have been in high school, right? And he's any. He, I didn't say anything because like I don't get on Facebook. I don't have notifications. So he's just, you know, he's waiting for a reaction. Then he says, "Oh wait, dude!" Like suckerfish ham jelly dude. Oh wait, dude, man, you lied about a lighter. I'm, you know what I mean? Now, I don't know what the what's going on. So I, I, I by then I'm on there, so I'm like, oh, a lighter that kind of sparks a little memory, and I said, you know what? I woke up, you ham and jelly suckerfish. I woke up this morning thinking about some stuff I did in my life, and then I was true. I had woke up this morning reminiscing about some of the bad things I did in my life, and you know what? What you know. Would God really forgive me? I have to forgive myself and my heart. And, you know, I got to kind of let that stuff go. But I have to understand that I did that shit. So there's going to be people out there that's never going to agree with what I do from now on no matter what. Even though this shit is petty to me. All right? <clears throat> Let's go. So I say, I woke up this morning 
thinking about some of the some of the stuff I did in my life, some of that stuff I did in my life doesn't matter to me. The good always outweighs the bad, and I'm not the same person I was yesterday. You can keep that vibe for your personal, my guy. So basically, I'm telling him, hey, man, keep that. That's for you. You know, if you need, you have to unlock some something in you to get over that. I can't help you with that. You know what I mean? That's not me. All right? That's what I give him. Then I get off. I'm smooth, right? I don't get back on. Uh, and then he waits uh, six days later. I get back on Facebook. This guy gets on my shit six days later. He says, it mattered to someone. Then he posts again because he doesn't get a reaction. It all, oh wait, hold on, I got to do my hammer jelly. Let me back up. Hey man, it matters to someone, man. It all needs to stop. Fuck racism, man. I'm like, racism? I'm like, what did I do, right? I'm like, I'm not in. Uh, did I steal a lighter? What I do? He said I hit somebody. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm still not remembering exactly what happened. He said I hit somebody. You know, and I'm like, the only memories I have of this school are not being physically bullied because I. Well, there was people that tried to try me and press me, but I fought back. You know, I stood my ground. Teacher, security, police, fellow student, whatever. I'm standing my ground. You're not gonna. You know, I'm, and I'll tell you that story later in a second. All right. And then I'm like, I get on there later that day, and I'm like, what is this ham and jelly dude doing on my fucking thing, right? And he goes, I go, hey, man, don't ever try to pull that car with me. After that entire Vancouver, Washington school system played me and my bros and sisters to the max, all the minorities got treated like shit. This is true. While the white students walked around privileged as a motherfucker. Now, by this time, I'm kind of ticked off a little bit that he's even like, I'm like, dude, this is so long ago. What are you even getting on here? On You never post. This is why I can't stand Facebook. This positive post probably was only seen about three or four people. Let me, how many likes did I get on this shit? I got eight likes on Facebook, all right? I'm not a fucking celebrity. I got eight likes on this Facebook post. I'll never post on Facebook. This is why. I post some cool shit, man. I'm just like, hey, man, you know, fear is a reaction. Courage is a choice. You can choose to be courageous, man. You don't have to fear shit. You can choose to be courageous and stand up for your peace, right? That's pretty much what I'm trying to serve them with, all right? This is a fucking two-week ep epidemic already now. So I'm saying... <clears throat> So the guy, he responds with, I'm not pulling a card and, oh, don't know what you're talking about with the school system. So right there, he's denying that he knows anything to do. So let's, let, let's take a break off of this and talk about Vancouver, Fort Vancouver High. I happened to go to Fort Van, Vancouver High because I had to go to Washington, Vancouver, Washington, which is... Uh, a bridge away or across the river from Portland. Certain situations um, in my household led me and my mother and my brother to have to go to a shelter in Vancouver, and we ended up planting our feet, getting back on our feet in Vancouver. This is a suburb of Portland. 
uh, you know, there's a there's a substantial Latino population. There's a substantial, you know, Southeast Asian population. There's not a lot of black people at this time. This is around 2002, 2000, yeah, 2001, 2000, 2001, maybe 2000, 2001 time, right? So I go to this school, and mind you, I've never been in a gang. Um, I've been in trouble before, but for fights and shit, I was never, uh, I was never a drug hustler. Even living home, back home, and growing up in the east, I was never a hustler of that sort. But I, I did work, I did work on people's bikes. I did do other little, you know, things here and there to make my money. And I learned at an early age. I have, to, I had a job at fourteen. You know what I mean? I had a summer job at fourteen, and I hustle all through the year. You know, I have to buy my own stuff. You know, school clothes and that if I wanted it. So I learned at an early age. I have to earn money, and I, and I, I didn't want to get in trouble. So I just find legitimate things would just do as many as I could in one day to make money, right? So I'm not coming from, and then I should back it up, and then we moved to Puerto Rico. And, you know, Puerto Rico at the time, moving from America to Puerto Rico, it's two different, you know, ways of cultures colliding, you know, and I had to learn to navigate through that. Now getting back to America and also the West Coast, which is a whole other culture from the East Coast, you know what I mean? Now... I'm around zero Puerto Ricans. I have Mexicans, El Salvadorians. I have people from Honduras. I have people, you know, um, Guatemala, those type of places. Yeah, they're there. So there's still Latinos present, but it's a whole different thing. It's a West Coast thing. And so I'm trying to adapt to this. And um, I'm going to school on big, you know, jock. So, you know, I'm wearing headbands, sweatbands at the time. You know, Kevin Garnett and... Uh, you know, Stefan Marbury, all types of skip to my Lou, all types, AO, all types of basketball players and stuff that I used to want to, um, you know what I mean, emulate on the court. I dressed like them. Right off top, I noticed wasn't a lot of African-American students. Um, and I mostly identify with African-Americans because I was raised by African-American dad, mostly my family, and then I had bad you know, my Puerto Rican family, a lot of them are older and different. Uh, they have different feelings about, you know what I mean, races and shit. And I won't get too much into that. But I just felt like an outcast of that side of the family. So I always, besides my aunt, shout out to my aunt TT, my uncle Cricket, um, you know, my cousins, Rachel, Chris, um, you know, uh, the, you know, my uncle, you know, I mean, shoot, love to them. It's not them, but I, what I'm saying is, I just felt like an outcast somewhere to my family. So outcast in school, outcast with my family, you know, and then it's just me, my mom, my little brother, and I'm already feeling like I have to be like the man of the house, trying to navigate as best as I can, trying to understand the culture as best as I can. Um, and just so I'm in the school, and, and right off top, the you know, the principals and, you know, just all the officials at the school, the teachers and the faculty and the staff, you know, they were – you know, kind of treat me like I was a bad kid. Even though I was in honors classes and I was just an outcast trying to find my way, right? I'm confused. I don't have any friends. I'm getting, people are trying to pick on me. I'm getting into little fights and things. I'm like, this is kind of messed up. It's a suburban lifestyle. There's a lot of, um, I don't know how to say it, man. There was a lot of classism and stuff going on in the school. There was a lot of popular, you know, the popular kids really dominated the way the school was and they made fun of the, 
you know, the kids, you know, that had less or, you know, that maybe they didn't look as good as they, the other kids did. Whatever, man, they're mine. But, you know what I mean? It's got a lot of that shit going on. So I was always, like, sticking up for kids, you know? And I had a reputation for that, for being, you know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? I would confront people on certain shit, you know what I mean, and check them if I felt like it was wrong. But I also did a lot of messed up stuff, too. But that was just me, and I'll get into that, reacting to how I felt I was being treated. So, they, you know, they're telling me to take headbands and I can't wear this and that. I'm a gangbanger and I'm I'm mad. You know, I'm standing up. A lot of these kids are docile in the school. You know, they're passive, in a, especially on the West Coast. You find more kids to be passive in certain situations where I was, like, not brought up. I was brought up to be vocal and stand up for what was mine and my rights. So I just got, you know what I mean, me and the faculty off top was banging heads. I didn't feel like the system was really... You know what I mean? I felt like the system was rigged for us to lose already. Fast forward a little bit. I was at this party. Um, actually, I got into a car with a guy and my friends. That uh, We got uh, to a grocery store or whatever. Me and the driver go in the grocery store. I come out, get in the car. My homeboys take off with this dude's car. We go on a joyride for like maybe... 10 hours until the next 5 in the morning. I want to go home, but I'm lost. I, this is like maybe, damn, I'm t I should have talked to him. Like, forgive me. Um, so, I, you know, I was lost, and I'm getting off track a little bit, but I was, I didn't know where I was, and I kept telling these guys, drop me off here. We ran out of gas. I hustled up so, uh, some gas money for us, and I wanted to get home. I just wanted to get home the whole time. Long story short, man, my homeboy that got out really was rolled with in the car, we got to his house finally, and I'm like, I'm already like, man, I just want to get out of here. Like, you ditched this guy at the store. You probably called the police and all types of shit. They're probably looking for us. I want to get out of this car, but I didn't want to, you know, be left somewhere and didn't know where I was. No, There's no, I didn't have a cell phone at the time. There was barely, kids barely had cell phones then. Um, and, you know, I didn't want to get lost or anything and not, you know, not be able to get a hold of my mom, just be out in the streets, lost somewhere in Portland, Oregon, so... Uh, we get to my boy house. I'm like, man, let me just get in out the car. Would you let me come in? You know, I, I don't want to walk home from here. Like, literally, it's like five miles to my house. And I'm like, man, don't let me just come in. He doesn't let me get in. And I make the mistake of not getting out of that car and just walking home, taking the ass whooping from my mom for showing up like seven in the morning. And that was it. But I got in the car with a the guy. They convinced me. He takes me. He ends up hitting the blinds by hitting the curb in front of the police. Police pull us over. He tells them both of us, I go to jail. I get out. I'm on recognizance, I believe. I go to court. I get on a bench probation type of thing. Fast forward, I go to this party full of gangbangers. Police knock on the door, gang task. I'm eating my food, watching, listening to some music, trying to talk to some girls. Police come in, this guy hides under the bed. They don't let the police in for maybe an hour. Police come in, take everybody's name. Next thing I know, I'm on a gang task probation. Going into school, gang task probation in school, no matter what. Getting on me about everything, you know what I mean? And uh, it just made me feel real uncomfortable. I was already an outcast. I was already getting into fights. Didn't have a lot of friends. Um... You know, there was a lot of girls and stuff that I, I paid attention to me, but I just felt like for the the reputation I had, nobody wanted to deal with me, you know? So I didn't really have any type of companionship with anybody, any relationship, friendships with too many people besides the outcasts, you know what I mean, the lowlifes. 
So fast forward, I believe we outside of this. Uh, I'm with this guy that makes this post. I believe we're playing basketball in the gym during lunchtime. And uh, we go outside. I think maybe they smoke some weed or smoke some cigarettes. Maybe somebody didn't give me a lighter or said they didn't have a lighter or stole my lighter or something. And I believe I, I picked them up, put them against the chain link fence. I might have hit them, got my lighter back and walked off. But there's been so many times where this has been happening to me throughout this whole experience of me being in Portland and Vancouver where I was very highly aggressive and kind of toxic too, you know? This is what this guy might be talking about, but this is me in high school. I'm a grown-ass fucking man with a grown-ass fucking podcast. I'm not a ham and jelly suckerfish. I'm not no fat back, fang tooth, ham and jelly suckerfish, right? So my homeboy gets on there, my boy Dre, one of my day ones, he says... This nigga brought up high school? I'm like, yeah, bruh. He like, yeah, man, I brought up freaking high school, man. And, and I'm like, yo. He like, who hurt this guy, bruh? And I'm like, I don't know. He won't let it go, man. And I'm like, you know what I mean? The, the, this ain't the first post he made either. I'm realizing he's made other little slick-ass comments behind my shit. Right? My boy's like, that's weird. I'm like, I know. I, I'm like... It wasn't even him. I think he was just there in the crowd. You know what I mean? And then that's it. I get off of that post. A week or so goes by. I open up my Facebook Messenger. Because my man said he's been calling me on the Messenger, but I don't have notifications, so I don't see the calls. So I go in there. I'm like, all right, maybe there's a way I can turn on notifications for some people, not for everyone, right? So I'm like, not everybody I want to talk to on Facebook. I don't want to just be you know, privy to everybody on Facebook, man. So I'm on fa I'm on the Facebook Messenger and I notice this guy messaged me. And he keeps going in, you know, about I don't know about racism and this. Should I bring it up? I should bring it up, man. I'm not gonna tell you this guy's name, right? But he was like, My post is I saw it on both sides or something. I'm like, what side? What is he talking about? I'm like, I made a post about denying fear and accepting courage. I didn't make a post about high school, racism, anything he's talking about. He says, he says, man, my post, I saw it on both sides, man. Like, it shouldn't be a side, man. But out of both of us, man, you did wrong, man. Find me doing something I did, please, man. I mean, come on, man. I never did anything wrong in my whole entire life, man. I'm a whole sucker fish, man. Sucker fishes don't do nothing but ham and jelly stuff. You know what I mean? How many people talk shit about your nationality, man? But when did I ever and I mentioned this besides privilege? You know what I mean? And being treated a certain way. You can't tell me how I should feel about a certain situation and being felt a certain way. An honor student, someone coming in, they robbed me of my credits. The credits that I earned in Puerto Rico, they said these, these, these don't go in the United States and made me a second year senior. Already put me behind in a toxic fucking situation. I end up getting expelled out of school and having to go to different schools, which led me to not end up just realizing, like, hey, what the fuck the future? Let me just do this and start doing shit, robbing shit, kicking doughs, selling crack, fucking with guns, fucking with niggas and gangs, fucking with pieces of shit ass broads, all this shit, all the bad energy that you would think that you get from the streets, man. That's what I was, man. Surrounding myself with be people with bad and fucking intentions, especially about getting to some money. And this is the start of it. I'm not blaming anybody. 
I made the mistakes. I made the choices. But these are the environments that I was. It doesn't make it any fucking better when you're supposed to make the environment better. This is all my frustration built up that I'm giving to you about some guy I barely fucking knew. I only played basketball with this guy. Maybe hung out with him. He's friends of friends. You see what I'm saying? I'm a stand-up guy. I've been for so long. I've been grown up for so fucking long. I've been changed. I have changed. I am a different person for so long that I feel like, hey, man. Why are you trying to step on my peace? I got to protect my peace. So when I respond to that him and jelly stuff, I say is, nah, run my faith for the disrespect. I'll be up there in a week or so. And I don't stop like that. I'm like, you know what? I'm so ticked off. I'm going to get on Facebook and say, hey, man, this is why he's going to catch the fade with me. Make it official. So the whole public knows. The whole city's going to know now because Facebook... Likes to take that negative shit about me smacking a sh- smacking a ham- uh, smacking a fat back, fang to ham and jelly suckerfish, at his atmosphere. That's what I was gonna do. I was gonna give him the boot, and I put it on Facebook, man. And Facebook passes around, and I get all these likes and comments, and people tell me which way and how they think and how they. It's comment section. That's what they're supposed to do. I'm not mad at you. Shout out to the commenters, but I will say this. You know what I mean? I was like, man, I'm not going to defend myself for protecting my peace, man. I'll tell you, this is why. I put it up there. You know, I, I kind of, you know, people were on there, hey, why you do this? I never fucking do that. I never bring my dirty laundry. I never air nothing out into the public. Never on Facebook. I barely, when people come at me, even on some real life shit and this happened on Facebook, I block them or ignore them. And if you want to call me bitch made for blocking somebody, I get them out of my face. That shit could bring trouble on to me, harm to me and my family. You know what I mean? I don't, I got a brother sitting in the federal penitentiary for a decade. I don't want to be in the same place. Then we both lose. Who's going to be out here to win for one or the other? You know what I mean? I am my brother's keeper. So look, this guy's testing my patience. But then my little cuddy, my cuddy struggled, man. Y'all know struggle. He's been on the podcast. He has great music. You know what I mean? Go check Struggle out. Buy a CD. He's got a wonderful two albums. This is me, Volume 1 and Volume 2 on Bandcamp. Go and spend that $10. It'll change your life for the better. Back to this. So he tells me, he said, bro, we ain't like that, man. You know what I mean? If you come up here and do what you got to do, do what you got to do. But don't put it on Facebook, man. Don't let somebody ruin your Facebook. You've been on Facebook hitting us with this positive stuff. And people tell me all the time, I always get inboxes and encouragement, encouragement, but nobody likes shares. I get a few shares and this. I don't get a lot of recognition for the stuff I post on Facebook, but I'm not a celebrity and I don't expect it. And I don't be in people's faces and I don't interact on social media like that. So I don't expect a lot of reaction to little things like that. Maybe if I put up an album or a song or a video or something like that or a podcast, I expect to get some love and I usually do. But on this particular moment, man, it felt like Facebook just wanted to keep pushing this and pushing this. I ended up erasing the post. I don't know. He probably didn't even see it. But he, I don't even know if he read what I put in it because it, it doesn't look like he read it. I don't have the little blue check mark like he read it or seen it or the icon. So he didn't even read it yet. He'll probably read it. And then from there, he'll probably tell me how bad of a guy I am for threatening him with violence. He might even take a picture of it and put it on, whatever. I'm going to protect my peace, man. And this is what this is about, protecting your peace. I've been a good person trying to encourage people. All my friends would tell you I'm never nothing but trying to motivate, aspire, inspire, 
You know what I mean? Encourage. I'm always there to push you forward. Let's push it to the max. We don't give it 100%. We give it 120, 150, 200, 1,000%. It's real deal. This ain't no joke, man. I tell my friends all the time. I give them knowledge. The same things I learn, I pass on to my friends. I love to see my friends and just other people, people I meet. Total strangers, people I just adore, you know, they, they bring some type of art or content or something that I like into the world. And I feel like, hey, man, I'm going to support you with positivity, good thoughts, encouragement, because that's what good people do. Right. I'm just trying to do a little bit of good, man. So hopefully to the, taint the bigger picture just a little bit to the other side, tip the scale. But then we got people like this, man. And it reminds me, like, you know, part of protecting your peace is maybe... After that first response, when I was like, hey, man, keep that. I should have just left it at that. But I'm ticked off a little bit because of that inner, that frustration about that whole situation. And for them to test me and try to say, hey, this is my side of the story. I felt like, man, are you, was you so blind to the fact? That's what I said. You was privileged. You were so blind to the fact that that shit was going on. And, and people, my, you know, people that look like me, darker than me. Um, doesn't matter who you were, just different minorities like me just felt terrible in that fucking school. You know what I mean? Think about it. How many minorities graduated besides the Asian kids? Those were the only ones. And a lot of them didn't. A lot of kids, you know, the minorities didn't do so good. They funded us into that piss poor ass system and, and took our self-confidence away and and it's just a terrible thing, and it's just something I was trying to put to the past. I've already reconciled, reconciled that with myself. Like, hey, man, I'm over it. Especially me. When I when I moved in with Tone and Yetta, they gave me a certain outlook about myself. Like, hey, man, I really am better than this. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? White folks aren't better than me. That privilege isn't better than me. Just because it's there doesn't mean it's supposed to be there or I should I should accept it. You know, and I didn't accept that. I was like, you know what? I'm just as good as everyone else and I can do everything. You know what I mean? And I got into a relationship with God. And I just helped things even better. You know what I mean? But I was still in the streets, but I kept that. And I kept it with me and it helped my success. It helped me build a studio. I'd sleep in the studio that I built. I took all my money and built a studio. People were coming over. I let them record for free. I show them the game. I show them how to record. I was learning how to record. Fucked up equipment, fucked up sound, just learning, man. Putting my feet in there and going, you know, 60,000 feet below the sea level where the real pressure is. That's why I put myself under the real pressure. I put projects out. I made money underground. There's a lot of things I did, you know what I mean? That's like, I maybe not would have not never done if it wasn't for Tone for taking me in, letting me stay there and shit when certain shit happened and I was on the streets and, you know, me, and me just being able to catapult myself from there. Become the life of the party, become an energetic magnet, you know what I mean? Cutting edge, revolutionary, action-packed individual that I am. I became that. And I'm not going to let these people try to pull me back down to what I was. Because this is what I am. You know what I mean? And that's my message for this show. I didn't want to say anything else. I didn't want to get anything else. We're at 40 minutes deep. I told y'all 30 minutes. But we're 40 minutes deep on some real shit. 
You know what I mean? I got homies still in the streets. I got homies being killed. I got homies I got to carry a gun around every day because of the shit they did in the past will come up and haunt them no matter what. No matter if they're trying to be a good father or a good mother or whatever, just be a good person doesn't matter because when their past comes, it comes to attack their peace and it's up for them to stand up. And sometimes that doesn't mean violence, but you got to stop it. Head up. You know what I mean? Nah, dog. I ain't with this shit. And if that evil still comes, and maybe that's how you meet your demise. But I'll never want to see my homies like that. I want to see my homies. I'm like, man, move out of the city. Go somewhere else. Get you a big house. Live. Have a family. You know, maybe get a job. Open a business. Live, man. Just live. That's what I did. I got out. I got out. I went on. I did wonderful things with my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful life partner. Beautiful. That's what I did. And I'm going to continue to do that. And I don't even let it be known. I don't take pictures and I don't floss on the internet. So when people see me in real person, they, in real life, they're like, they see me in person, they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, man, I work fucking hard, you know. And so I'm not going to let him pull me back, you know, to the dark ages, to the dark side. Nah, I'm going to keep light on my feet with these sucker fish. Bing, boom, bow. You know what I mean? This episode 10, y'all. This is a message, a cutting-edge, action-packed message. Every thought counts, so think twice, because you could be out there losing your life. You know what I mean? And it's not a fucking game. So there you go. I'm going to leave you with that. We'll be back next week with the whole show. We're going to do the classic bars. We're going to have the, you know, we're going to do the, um, you know, the classic game show, the action-packed game show, Who Is. We're going to do, we're going to have some guests on. We're going to talk real music. We're going to have, you know what I mean, just a lot of shit going on that I normally would do, but I thought I had to get this off my chest and use my platform. Fuck Facebook. They want my shit to sell it. Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Fuck all y'all. You know what I mean? I love everybody that supports you. Shout out to everybody. We didn't even do shout outs, really. Yo, first of all, if you listen to the pod, share it with somebody, man. Let somebody know. Like, yo, tell me. If I ain't dope, let me know. I'll come back. I'll reroute and just come back better than ever. Back better than ever. Better than better. I will come back better than better. Just tell me I'm not better and I'll do it better. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you can share this or, you know, go on iTunes and and leave me a review. Go on Stitcher and, you know what I mean, go wherever this is at. And, you know, especially on yakimdown.com and download an episode, dog. Let me get my numbers up. Let me get my leverage, too. You know what I mean? So I can speak this real shit on a bigger fucking platform to a bigger, wider base of audience. You know what I mean? Help me out, yo. I appreciate everything that everyone's ever done for me. You know, especially towards this show, man. Shout out to my boy Selly for the artwork. Uh, shout out Waking Hate for the constant love. The shout out. Shout out to Hot Garbage for their shout outs. You know what I mean? Um, second string. Shout out to Straight Meddling for their, you know, their support. You know, sharing the post and shout me out on the show. You know what I mean? Just I love y'all. LP, Gotti, Dre, all y'all. Um, man, there's people I'm missing, man. To my boy Will, man. I was gonna have Will on today, and you know what I mean? It was gonna be a big show. And we we're gonna celebrate. And I had things pre-recorded. I was gonna drop, but I was like, you know what? I gotta get this off real quick. You know what I mean? So protect your peace. That's the last thing I'm going to say on this. Protect your peace. Yak them down. Episode 10. We out of here. Protect your peace.
And fuck Tom Brady. Seven rings.